What's up, dudes? What's up, dude? What's up, dudes? Welcome to the incredible fantasy football podcast. Um, welcome into the show tonight. Braden Skoog, Garrett Duncan, how you fellas doing tonight? We're back. Zach Ziegler, I'm feeling fantastic. It's uh, it's great to to get back and talk with you fellas. Garrett, you were gone last week. You were in Iceland. How was how was that? Amazing. Nothing more could be said. Just incredible. He's Great still trip. speechless. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Yeah, it's just very scenic and peaceful, and it's pretty nice. Yeah, would you go back? Uh, absolutely, and highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Well, while you were overseas, your fantasy team beat Braden last week in a surprising upset. One of the worst teams beating one of the best teams. Dude, dominating uh, performance by my squad. 98, my highest score of the year. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the incline. And Justin Fields to DJ Moore already tonight. It's This is a great combo. My team's ready to burst. I, I barely yeah. even healed. The wounds are still fresh, Zach. Don't bring it up. I'm sorry. Um, and we had Keaton on the podcast the last two weeks. Um, he, uh, after co-hosting, did really well in all of his pickums, but he had a bad beat in fantasy. He was up 17 and a half going into Monday Night Football. <laughs> his opponent had, or he had Jason Myers, the kicker. His opponent had the Seahawks D. <laughs> Keaton got five points, Chris got 29, and Chris won by six and a half. That's oh. insane. Insane. Oh, Man, gosh. that's tough. <laughs> I saw that because I noticed he got an extra loss. And I was like, wait, he was like, he had an insane lead. What happened? And then I was like, did he have Seahawks D against him? The... Yeah. I mean, you that's guys held correct. it down when I was gone for sure. Uh, Keaton had to get something wrong after how much he got right on the last pod. So. Something he, exactly. the luck had to end. Exactly. It all evens out. Um, <laughs> and then another crazy thing in our fantasy league. It's it's we're getting into it. Week four here. Tom somehow keeps winning. Uh he is he was on the pod last year. His team name for the last ten years is the best team in the league. And that that's what he is, you know. He uh he's four and oh. He he leads our league. His uh average opponent has scored eighty one point nine <laughs> points per game against him this year. Uh, um so that helps to go four and zero, but you know, meanwhile, you got guys like Matt. He's been on the podcast before. We'll probably have him on this year. His opponents are scoring an average of one hundred and thirty point <laughs> one points against him in every game this year. So crazy Yikes. swing in, in luck and points. But that's fantasy football. So brutal. <laughs> oh, well, my team's looking good. I'm excited to talk fantasy tonight. Uh, let's just get into it. Uh, we're getting to our first segment here, the Puff Puff Pieces. Um, you know, some things that we read about this week, so anything that headlines that popped out. So uh, this one is uh, personal to the league. Keep it, keep it in here for one more round. But uh, I have benched a top running back uh, every week. So uh, let me go through the stats here. In week one, Brees Hall was the RB9. I benched him. Week two, Brian Robinson, the RB1, and I benched him. <laughs> Week three, Devon HN, RB1, and I benched him. And last week, David Montgomery, RB2, and I benched him. So 
that's rough. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they were all sensible sits at the time, it felt like, too, honestly. I, I guess. And you're still but, averaging uh, like 168 points a game. So yeah, <laughs> if you just start hitting on these, you're going to dominate. Yeah, I've still got Christian McCaffrey every week. Um, but I'll let you guys know uh, who I'm going to bench this week so you know they're going to be a top five running back. Sound good? Yeah. Great. Exactly. Or we yeah. just add an extra flex spot on the fly in the league, and then you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> I mean, that it, it's an embarrassment of riches right now. Looking like Brees Hall is going going to get benched this week against, against the number 32 ranked <laughs> Denver D. I just can't play Brees. So um, we'll see if I pivot to HN last second. Next stat. Weird stat of uh, week four, Saints Alvin Kamara had 13 catches for 33 yards. It's the fewest receiving yards by a player with at least 13 catches in a game ever, breaking the previous record of 71 yards. He got 33 yards on 13 catches. I uh, I just was looking at teams and stats after this last week and came upon Alvin Kamara having 14 points, clicked on his name. He had, like, no rushing. I'm like, what happened? Look at his receiving. It's 13 for 30. And I'm like, that, that has to be the lowest ever. Oh, my God. Now I, I know. I didn't even watch the game, but, like, it had to be just getting tosses behind the line of scrimmage and him running into a wall at, right at the line of scrimmage, like, every single time. Because <laughs> how else does that happen? He's getting two and a half yards per catch. That's like a bad <laughs> run. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, you loved um, that, that full PPR. He was a weapon. Though. Oh, truly. <laughs> like he, he had a good week in fantasy, but unbelievably small amount of yardage. Um, other, other things that happened last week. Well, I was going to say uh, there was some injury news. You know, T Higgins, he's got a broken rib. He's out. This week, most likely, and then they Nothing got their bye weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's Braden's boy. T. Sad face, sad face. That's all I gotta say. Um, but other than that, no, no big season long injuries. Uh, you know, a guy might miss a week here and there. Fryermuth might be out a little longer. But uh, the the other headlines are kind of injuries going into this week. Um, the only thing that really stuck out to me, Amon Ra didn't practice both. Wednesday or Thursday. Um, he hasn't practiced a little bit the last few weeks, and he's still been great. Any any worry there? I mean, a little. You know, you, yeah, you do a little get, get a little concerned when it's a Thursday. You yeah. know, usually the Wednesday is the vet rest, and but Amon Ra is that kind of tough guy. You think that you know he could just push through it and just decide to play on Sunday, but if yeah. if Amon Ra is out this week, is Jamison Williams gonna be just the top waiver guy in the world? Uh, but, yeah, probably, but should he be? I mean, it, it's so dicey. Like, it's like it could, it could have. He could have a massive blow up game, or he could barely get any snaps, and Josh Reynolds just keeps playing his role. Like, it's it's oh, so right. wild. But it's like the ultimate dice roll. Like, he could just blow up randomly. But I mean, it's it's like trying to start a chan last week. Thanks for the pronunciation tips, by the way, guys. Yeah, very welcome. Exactly, though, but you're right. I it's mean, all dicey. The thing is, it, it didn't because he put up 25 points. HN is a freaking beast in that offensive roles. He's on my squad. <laughs> yeah. oh, Unbelievable. For sure. For sure. And, he, and I think Campbell said something along the lines of he might they might ease him in with less snaps. So that's another thing, too, that kind of adds that wrinkle. 
yeah, but it, it is crazy. Uh, if if he's out in your league, Jameson Williams uh, s- suspension got reduced to four games, so he's ready to roll. Um, you know, first round rookie last year, he's had one career catch for a forty yard touchdown against the Vikings. Who cares? Um, <laughs> let's let's get into week five. Uh, or week yeah, week five here. We've got the first round of bye week, so there's four teams on bye: the Browns, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Buccaneers. Four teams with fantasy players that are out this week. So uh, you'd think there might be some big waiver moves now that people are desperate to start, you know, middle tier guys. Uh, but there wasn't a whole lot of crazy things in, in waivers, I thought, this week. Um, what, what kind of reaction did you guys have? Yeah, I mean, there's a trend that I keep dropping a player and he's like becomes one of the top waiver ads that happens again with Gabe Davis. Um, I'm not that upset about it. Um, but yeah, I thought that 12 was fine for him, but yeah, the, 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 that was but worth 12. The next highest is zero. So yeah, no <laughs> no, 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 nobody else wanted him. <laughs> oh, for sure. yeah. I think the, honestly, the trend to me was just how dead it was this week. Like there wasn't a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, there's some really high upside flyers, but there's also, you know, there's just, there's, it's pretty dead. And like a lot of people, yeah, there, there was no like, guy but no, there was no one else bidding. Like I bid for two guys for eight bucks and no one else bid. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You didn't get the vibe that there was like a, Oh, this guy had a monster game. Like he proved it. Everyone spend all your money this week sort of thing. And we've had yeah. that with HN and uh, Jerome Ford. And I mean, I sent more on Zach Moss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah truly. <laughs> um, but one other big thing that happened, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're, we weren't too surprised by waivers, but there was a trade in our league that needs to be discussed. Yes, I made a big does. trade last week. I, ah. I went and got Chris Olave. Justin got Jalen Waddle, Brian Robinson, and Cortland Sutton. I beat him in fantasy. Uh, but then Justin goes on to make a trade here again the following week. He gets Justin Jefferson, and uh, Matt gets Saquon Barkley, Brian Robinson, and Calvin Ridley. A blockbuster. <laughs> this is yeah, truly. How how do you view this from either Justin's or Matt's viewpoint? Like, give me your thoughts, Braden. You want to start? Oh, I was going to say you start. Okay, I, okay. Um, well, okay. If looking at it, I think it's a very fair trade based on like what you're looking for, right? Like, um, I think. Matt's had some pretty bad luck recently, right? He's pretty, you know, he's had a good team, but he's like 0 and 2, 0 and 3. So, you know, I see trying to get a bunch of different guys that could hit and get in some good depth. And then I think, you know, Justin making that shot on Justin Jefferson, I mean, of course. So, I mean, if it was me, I'd probably take the Jefferson side of the deal, but I think it's a pretty dang good trade. And I can see why, yeah, in both angles, why he would be doing it. Like a lot of losing teams want to shake things up. Yeah, I think Justin's team has already kind of been on the rise with some guys coming up, and he felt he could shed those guys, which shocking that somebody can. Uh, but to bring on JJ, I mean, yeah, I win for Matt. He wasn't going to get more for JJ than that, I don't think. Um, but <laughs> huge trade for Justin. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's about the same trade that I offered Matt last week, which was... Uh... Uh, Devon Achan, Jalen Waddle, and Brian Robinson. 
That, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, the thing is, you know, Achan hadn't proved himself for a second week in a row. So right, right, he's not quite in that Saquon tier. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a huge trade. Um, I think that Matt's team got a massive win last week to get to one and three to get back into contention, and now he's like. I got to shore up my lineup. I got to win my next two, three, four matchups, get back to 500 and, and get back in this. So I like the move from Matt's perspective and, and Justin, he's just got the running backs to spare that you do whatever it takes to get uh, Justin Jefferson. It's going to make your wide receiver spot better. It's a win-win. They're both one and three. So yeah, they're both if, in tough spots. Yeah. If they teams. don't start winning, you know, then are you going to regret tr- either side of this trade sort of thing? But right. uh they have to make a move to get back into it. 100%. You got to shake it up. And I, you know, think about it too. Like Matt could have some buy tough buys coming up. Whereas like, if I can get those guys to fill in those empty gaps, that'll help my chances. So yeah, level-headed take. I agree with, with all you guys. And I think just Justin in the overall sense of things, the trade that he essentially makes, but um, yeah, to get, to get JJ at the end. Massive. Absolutely. Respect um, to Justin and, for wheeling and dealing. Big for sure. Justin, two weeks in a row, big two big time trades. That's a that's a fun fantasy manager to watch, and and he's got the track record to prove it. You know, he's not he's not afraid to to make big moves. Um, you know, sometimes he drafts way too many tight ends, but he he has won the <laughs> league twice before, I believe. So it's toxic um, trait. <laughs> Drafting tight know, ends. We always forget about Justin. Then he just creeps up, and he's one of the best teams. Yep, it happens every couple of, every couple of years, and you just never know. So um, that's uh, that's all the trade talk until uh, we we get back into more fantasy focused things here. But uh, I want to talk about our budding stars, uh, where we talk about guys that are owned in less than fifty percent of leagues and less than twenty five percent of leagues that uh, we think are going to break out. Um, or you want to stash on your bench. So Garrett, do you want to hit us off with your guy that's owning less than 50% of leagues that you like? I went with Kenneth Gainwell. I think it's just like he's got an opportunity once again to come back in and, and play pretty well. Um, DeAndre Swift has been good, but that offense can uh, support a lot of running backs, and I think it could be really solid coming down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, the opportunity's there, and he's a swift injury away. Um, Braden, who's who's your guy owning less than fifty percent of leagues that you like? Yeah, we mentioned waivers a little bare, so it is tough finding. But um, you know, with bye weeks and things coming up, you know, someone that's been kind of off the radar and injured is Zay Jones. But um, you know, I think if anything, we've seen this Jacksonville Jaguars offense likes to spread it out, and Zay Jones has been the preferred red zone weapon. I know he put up a zero recently, but that was just a fluky thing. He was very injured, you know, he got hurt, and he but he had like three red zone targets, so. Anyways, I think he's just a solid pickup for, you know, bi-week fill-in upside bench wide receiver. Absolutely. My guy mentioned him earlier, Jameson Williams, Detroit Lions. Um, Extra hype if Amon Ra is out or injured this week because Jameson Williams got a lot of hype around him. You know, he was a top wide receiver last year as a rookie uh, for draft capital um, and would have been higher without that injury that kind of killed his entire rookie year. So, um, there's a chance he goes off this week and, and he becomes the hot commodity that you can either sell high or can get you some wins going forward. Um, <clears throat> Garrett hit us with your guy owning less than 25% of leagues, much deeper stash. 
I uh, went with a guy I picked up this week, Ty J Spears. I think if you are low on running back right now and uh, just need somebody to pop off, Ty J's got an opportunity to do it. Um, see what happens. It's a long shot, but that's what 25% is. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. Um, Braden, how about you? I picked a guy playing tonight. I mean, like we said, waivers is tough. Um, this is more like, uh, you know, everyone knows tight ends tough right now. Um, this is more just a guy that if you're trying to change it up, could be a solid tight end. Um, Logan Thomas from the commanders, um, you know, rookie QBs love to target their tight end. He's still athletic, even though he's seems like he's been around forever and he's injury prone, but I think he's worth as good a shot as anybody else. So, um, yeah, Logan Thomas is my guy. Okay. Trying to, trying to find that tight end. Um, my guy, Michael Wilson, wide receiver, rookie for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he's had multiple good weeks as a rookie, um, including kind of really popping off last week. And, you know, targets are going to have to go somewhere. Michael Wilson is a guy that, you know, people loved in Dynasty. And now we're seeing some production in his rookie year. Um, so I'd say that's a, that's a good deep stash that, that could plug and play um, in the future. All right. Um, I think that it's time for us to talk more trades. You know, we've had some really interesting trades uh, go on in our league. Um, and there's going to be other trade moves that you want to figure out the values on and uh, do kind of like a value check on different players. So um, we're going to talk about what we would trade for players, you know, maybe a would you rather on some players. But Garrett, start us off with uh, your guy that's kind of rising, could be a sell high or a buy high. Um, who's on the rise that you want to talk about? I mean, it's hard to uh, look far past Alvin Kamara's first week back and the amount of just work he gets. 14 targets, and I know Derek Carr may have been hurt, but he gets he gets all the rushing too. Scores you 15 points without a touchdown, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, if this offense can get going at all, Alvin Kamara could be huge. Yeah, 13 catches. We talked about it earlier. Um, I just don't know if it's a, a sell high or if it's a, this guy is going to be a <clears throat> consistent producer the rest of the season. Right. It's, it's tough to, to get the vibe on him, you know? For sure. Yeah, he's a guy that I've wanted to target, but I just didn't have the guts to do it. So we'll see how it pans out. But I think, you know, he's he catches and he's got safe volume and he's the guy. So For sure. I tried uh, pre, pre him returning to, to get him and the price was a little high, but that's to be expected. You draft Alvin Kamara, you're going to wait the three weeks. 100%. And and now he's met your expectations right. and could do better. So um, I'm going to name some running backs around his value. You tell me who you like more. Um, yeah, this is just kind of like rapid pick. Yeah. Uh, would you rather have Alvin Kamara or DeAndre Swift? DeAndre Swift. <sighs> yeah, I think you got to go for I feel like there's more upside with Swift right now. I agreed with Swift, which is uh, crazy from his original draft position. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Joe That's my guy. Uh, I w- I'd rather have Kamara. Ooh. What about I, you, just, I think I just naturally don't like Joe Mixon very much. So this might be affecting <laughs> me, but I want Alvin Kamara. But, you know, it could bite us. Joe Mixon has the touchdown upside, but I think Alvin's aging better. Yeah. Um, I think. I would lean the consistency Joe Mixon there. 
Um, and then the last but not least, James Conner. It's, it's Kamara we're comparing to? Yeah, Alvin Kamara or James Conner. Kamara. Yeah, I'd, I'd for sure take Kamara, but it's it's hard to say because, man, I love James Conner, and he's been a beast. But, yeah, you got to go with that. You got to go with James Conner, disrespected, second week in a row here. Um, he's just – he's a consistent guy that he's shown you no reason he's not worth a low-end RB1 spot this year. Um, but offense and, is looking good with Dobbs. Alvin Kamara is just not <laughs> that guy yet. He, he absolutely could be. All right, um, Braden, let's move on to your guy that uh, we want to talk about that's rising, um, you know, either sell high, buy high. Who you got this week? Mine is a buy high. It's Stephon Diggs. Um, you finally found and saw what he is capable of, the blow-up game. Um, it's been weird. You haven't seen it a lot these last couple of years after his big breakout with Josh Allen originally, so I think a lot of people kind of soured on him. Um but you still haven't seen a second, a true second option emerge. He, no one else really commands targets. So he's in a really unique situation that's, you know, very few alpha receivers have where there's not really any tough competition. You know, you got Dalton Cade mixing in, you got Gabe Davis. But anyways, all I got to say is if the Bills pass, passing offense is humming and Diggs is the only option, he's totally worth the buy high. He could finish as the wide receiver one. So he absolutely could. Um, yeah, I don't know what you guys, you know, I don't know how, what you guys would think, you know, I think a a deal similar to what Justin did, if you happen to have extra running backs, I think that would totally be worth it. But what do you guys think? I think that he has moved slightly up maybe like a half tier or so, but he's pretty similar to where he started at the beginning of the year. You know, you could get this out of him. Um, I think the only guy that was maybe drafted above him that I'd rather have right now or wouldn't have. I'd rather have Diggs than like Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, just given what we've seen, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Chase is—he's not even you know a top four or five guy right now. Just from what you've seen through four weeks, he's moved down that much from the number two spot. You know, right? For sure. <clears throat> I would crazy. say that yeah, I would target a running back. Um, like that if you have running back depth, you could maybe trade away your top guy, like your Tony Pollard or your Saquon or Bijan, whoever. Maybe if someone What's that? Bijan maybe if someone's yeah, you know Bijan if you're if you're really wanting to to get that digs value and you have the 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 running backs behind him, sure. If you've got running back depth, try to get Stefan Diggs. Um I'm gonna I don't know, rapid fire here quick <clears throat> on uh, wide receivers compared to Diggs. Would you rather have Keenan Allen or Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs. I'd rather have Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I think I, I'm Stefan Diggs. We, we mentioned this one last week, but in reverse, um, the Diggs versus Keenan Allen. Um, but uh, how about Diggs or, um, or Justin Jefferson? <laughs> Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I feel it's like not it even has... close for you, Garrett. It's not even close. Okay. I feel like it has to be Jefferson, but I think it's really a banking on yardage and youth. But I, I mean, like we haven't really seen that three touchdown. You know, that's the only thing is a touchdown upside seems insane in Buffalo. So I think it's really close. But I'd still go would Jefferson. You, would you trade one or the other, like to upgrade a little or downgrade a little? Um, like 
do they move the needle from like a tier or or whatnot? I mean, if you were going to get a running back and Stephon Diggs <coughs> for, uh, for Justin Jefferson, probably yeah, like that. Rashad White and no, Rashad White's not good enough. <laughs> and Stephon Diggs for Justin no, Jefferson, that's not enough. <laughs> you no, you just keep JJ. Yeah. Okay, I'm Rashad trying to White. think like kind of nasty Najee Najee Harris. Is he? Move Dude, the needle at no, all. no one wants Najee Harris. It's like replacement <laughs> level right now. That's the issue. <laughs> it's like... Okay, so so that means JJ still holds that much more stock over Diggs. Yes, he does. Okay. I I honestly perceive it as pretty close, but I would take advantage of the yeah the extra value if I was a Jefferson owner for sure because people don't see it that way. Okay, um, I'm going to talk about a guy who's rising, uh, Kenneth Walker the third. He's I top five running back through four weeks in this league, putting up numbers every week. Um, seems like a consistent guy on that Seattle offense. Are you guys willing to buy high or sell high on Kenneth Walker? I'd, I'd love to hear what Braden says because I'm willing to buy high and I nearly hit send on an offer today. So can, close. Oh, uh, you could just talk about it tonight. We might as well. Because <laughs> uh, it's not it's not happening this week anyway, because it was Ramondre and DJ Moore. Ooh, okay. Um for Kenneth that, Walker. Yeah, that one's interesting because you know, you see the the big, you know, the big comeback from DJ Moore. Like on the surface, it it does feel a little tough just because I, you know. Um, Walker's been getting all the snaps, you know, the touchdown upside is crazy, but I think that's a totally fair, fair offer. You know, I, I think I'd probably still lean the Walker side, but it's tough because Ramondre's had a tough schedule too. And you expect that to get better and he has more receiving upside. So it's like, do you want the receiving upside or the touchdown upside really in my, in my opinion? So I don't I, know, man, I that's tight. That's a good, a good offer though. I definitely lean the Kenneth Walker side there. If that's the offer. Um, just because Ramondre has been so bad, so bad, and, and DJ Moore doesn't feel like he's in the same tier at wideout as um, Kenneth Walker feels as a tier at running back. Sure, yep. Um, so I think that you stick with that consistency and volume uh, or production that Kenneth Walker's been getting um, in in Seattle. There, um, I don't know. I I agree with you. I think it's like I said. I think it's it's you know I always compliment a good offer because a lot of people try to trade rape you, Peyton, um, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know when it, when it's a good solid offer starting point, you just got to throw a mad respect. Yeah, I mean, I obviously lean the Walker side there. I, that's why I proposed the trade. Um, yeah, but I thought it was something that was close enough to uh, see what happened. But I oh, it is absolutely within yeah. the realm of close enough. Especially yeah, sure. now that uh, DJ Moore got another touchdown here in week five. Yeah, just ma- massive. <laughs> um, how about a rapid fire here? Uh, some Kenneth Walker running back values. Would you rather have Kenneth Walker or Travis Etienne? I'd rather have Kenneth Walker, and that was a nice DJ Moore touchdown. <laughs> just going <laughs> off now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Great start, Garrett. Um, so you, you would lean Kenneth Walker. Yep. Uh, Braden, how about you? Kenneth yeah, Walker, Travis Etienne. Sorry, yeah, I would as well, just because, um, you know, right now you're seeing the touchdown upside more with, with Walker, and for some reason Etienne's been super inefficient this year. I don't know why, so 
Um, yeah, about, I, mean, uh, I, I also lean Kenneth Walker there. How about Josh Jacobs or Kenneth Walker? <clears throat> Ooh, I would definitely take Josh Jacobs still. Especially after um, all, didn't he get like a Jacobs bunch of receptions with Aiden O'Connell? He got just all these checkdowns, which like it just shows that receiving upside. Like I don't think uh, Walker would ever you'd ever see that with Walker. He's done it once, but he just doesn't really get that passing volume. So yeah, I'd go Jacobs. And Garrett, you said Jacobs too. I would probably go <clears throat> Walker. Kenneth Walker over Josh Jacobs. I mean, that was my initial I, – I initially was like, yeah, Walker. And then I was like, no, Josh Jacobs just went off. And then, yeah, I'm back to Walker. So that one's a really close value. Um, how about Kenneth Walker or Kyron Williams? <laughs> I, I just got to trust that Seattle offense is going to keep humming, and it's Kenneth Walker. I like that touchdown potential. Uh, but Kyron's is there too, obviously. I just There's no way Kyron can keep it up. <laughs> but, oh, that's but, so difficult, dude. I don't I think, know if Kenneth Walker can keep it up either, Garrett. Yeah, the the one thing with Walker that I was going to mention on the earlier <laughs> thing you were talking about with Jacobs is, um, you know, there is Charbonnet. Like, if if for some reason Walker is sure. in the doghouse, like he could all of a sudden get run. Where like there's no one behind Jacobs. There's no one behind. Um, uh, <laughs> why did I forget the running back? Who, who are we talking about right now? Kenneth Jacobs. Walker. And Kyron Williams. Kyron. Oh, yeah. There's like no one behind Kyron. I mean, there's Zach Evans who could do something, but there's no one. So I feel like you almost have to go Kyron just for the league winning upside. Even yeah, Kyron's been back. that dude. I mean, he, Kyron's, I think, the number four, and Kenneth Walker's like the number five. So they're very cool. close in tier. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's let's get a little bit quicker here with our buy low, sell lows, guys that are falling. We don't care as much, but, you know, it could be a, a fun target. Um, so, quick, why'd you uh, bring up the guy you brought up here, Garrett? Aaron Jones, man. No. Christian Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hilarious. Both, both Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I mean, I'll let that, both that, 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 that offense has been pretty good so far this year. Jordan Love's been surprisingly good. Uh, efficient scoring the t- touchdowns, I guess. Um, but yeah, Aaron Jones was dominant week one, gets hurt. Came back too early in a negative game script. In games that it's close, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are going to be great. I agree 100%. Uh, for, for the record, Garrett put Christian Watson. I put Aaron Jones, but we're both in agreement. I would have also put <laughs> Christian Watson. Um, you know, he came out hot that first week. Aaron Jones, obviously, he's been hurt recently, but I think they're going to, you know, he's always going to be sporadic, but I think you can get him for a decent price right now. And he, you know, he's a, he'd be a great RB2 for you. Yeah, that, that Green Bay offense is so ambiguous that you could see either Christian Watson or Aaron Jones popping off. My by-low target, I guess, Jacoby Myers. Um, I think that he's been, you know, a, a good wide receiver too when he plays. You know, he's getting volume. He's getting good targets. He's putting up production. So I think that he could be that plug-and-play flex spot wide receiver three. Um, and you could get him for, for pretty low, it feels like, right now. Um, do you guys want to do some quick uh, would-you-rathers with these guys? Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's do Rapid it. fire, rapid fire. Christian Watson or Marquise Hollywood-Brown? Christian Watson. Marquise. Uh, Marquise. Christian Watson or DeAndre Hopkins? Watson. Watson. 
Hopkins has such a juicy matchup this week that uh, I don't know. I, I'll pick Hopkins. And then Christian Watson or T. Higgins? Christian Watson. Yeah, I'd probably go Watson. It's tight, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go Higgins. <laughs> I'll dissent That's fair. Uh, for those last two picks. And then um, <clears throat> Jacoby Myers or Cortland Sutton? Jacoby Myers for me. Yeah, I think so. Same, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers or Drake London? Jacoby shouldn't. Myers. It's got to be. <laughs> Drake London is just, yeah, not it. <laughs> Drake London is booty. Yes, we it's all not agree. It's the talent. It's the situation. <laughs> we all agree, Jacoby Myers. And last here, Jacoby Myers or Deontay Johnson? I don't know when Deontay's coming back, so I'll take Myers. But if they're both healthy, I'd rather have Deontay. Deontay's back in like two weeks. He had a pretty bad hamstring thing, though. Like, people thought that he, like, ripped the muscle off the bone because he was freaking out about it. And so you just wonder on that aspect. I'd pro- like, I I agree exactly with what Garrett said. Like, I'd, I'd lean Deontay. They're both healthy. But with that little unknown, I'd edge out J- Jacoby. All right. Um, I think I would lean Deontay there. Um, and you could easily make the swap one way or the other because both guys are kind of by lows. Um, hey, McLaurin got our... a catch. Finally. Hey, finally. <laughs> that's that's our, our who's hire. Hope we had some good insight on what uh, players' values are, um, at least from our perspectives. But I think uh, it's time to move on to this this week here. We got to make um, our stone cold picks of the week. A start, a sit, a sleeper, and then a random pick every week. Um, you know, last week we did pretty well. Uh, one for four on starts, four for four on sits, and then two for four on sleepers. Um, and our random pick was really hard last week, and we went over four. And they're gonna they're gonna stay hard. Um, but yeah, pretty good results last week. Um, we we've got some room to improve here on our starts. So Garrett, tell me, there's there's four teams on buy, so it makes the starts and the and the sleepers harder. Uh, who's your pick this week as a as a locked in start? I'm going, the going scary Terry. I mean, this uh, the game's on tonight. We're watching it. Uh, this Bears defense has been pretty bad the last several weeks. Um, we'll see if it happens tonight. But I think he's going to be. I think it could be a solid play. I hate doing Thursday night games. And I forgot this was Thursday night, but Terry, well, you're either going to eat your words or love it. Uh, <laughs> Braden, who's your who's your start this week? Well, I just got to say, also, I'm playing Terry McLaurin against Zach in our matchup this week, so I really hope that uh, that you're right. But it's been rough to start. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, uh, yeah, so my pick is Aaron Jones, speak of the devil. Um, yeah, I think it's a great matchup against Las Vegas. I think he's healthy, so that's why I'm picking him here. Um, yeah, I just think it's a smash matchup, and Aaron Jones is super talented. Yeah. My start, we did mention him earlier, is uh, Brees Hall at Denver, ranked RB19 this week. And you're going to bench him? smash matchup, <laughs> and I'm going to bench him. I'm going to bench my start because my team is that good. Too stacked. <laughs> yeah, I just know it. I've told you. I bench a top guy, so I'm doing this so that I get the pick right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think Brees Hall, is, this is his week. He breaks out, and uh, he's, a, he's a locked in start against Denver. Um, how about your sit this week, Garrett? I learned a crazy stat this year about uh, zone versus man defense for the 49ers receivers and how much Brandon Ayuk dominates man. So if they're playing a man team, Debo Samuel's my sit. <laughs> He's the man. And, or, well, Ayuk's the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So uh, Debo Samuel at Dallas. Ouch. Braden, who's your sit this week? Good choice because I, I think Debo's hurt too. But um, I went with Chris Olave against New England. Um, this one definitely could burn me, but it's just a combination of factors. It's pa- Patriots in New England. That's not great. You got Derek Carr with the AC joint sprain. And that's why you saw 13 for 33 for Alvin Kamara. He could barely even throw the ball down the field. So I just think that that's a recipe for having a disappointing day. So I think uh, Olave is sit for one more week. No way. Christian Gonzalez is going to be out. Chris Olave forever. Um, my sit this week, <laughs> Calvin Ridley at Buffalo. <clears throat> Calvin Ridley's been seeing his target share get less and less every week. And now Zay Jones is coming back and it's a bad matchup at Buffalo. Um, if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's kind of like a four to six point guy. So, uh, Calvin Ridley is my sit this week. Garrett hit us with your sleeper outside the top 25 at their position. I'm going with my guy. I loved all off season and I got hate from people because of it. It is Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's playing good. He is, he's getting open. He's the main target in that offense. They're behind They're throwing. It's Adam Thielen, man. Yeah, I mean, I've got him on my squad, probably starting him. Um, Braden, who's your who's your sleeper this week? I went with Christian Watson. Um, <laughs> I think this could be his breakout game, especially if he's healthy against Las Vegas. We'll see. But all he needs is one one toss, and he can take it to the house. So um, I think he's a good sleeper this week. I guess I'm going to keep the uh, Packer love going on in this, only for fantasy. Uh, Romeo Dobbs at Las Vegas. I, th- I think we all see the Packers, you know, Dobbs, Watson, Aaron Jones as uh, as viable guys in fantasy this week and moving forward. So he's my sleeper this week. And our random pick of the week, always a good one. Uh, I want to know which quarterback scores the fewest points but not zero this week. All right, Garrett? Uh, I went with Desmond Ritter, the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> yep. He's going against Houston. Uh, he's been terrible. Braden, who's your quarterback that gets the lowest amount of points but not zero? I'm going with Derek Carr. He put up three points last week, and I don't think that AC joint's any better, and it's a tougher matchup. So I'm going with Derek Carr. That's a bad matchup. My pick, I don't know if you're going to allow me to do it, but if you will, it's Taysom Hill at New England. <laughs> Um, because you can play him at quarterback in some leagues, but, uh, if you, if you want me to pivot, I've got another pick. Yeah, we want you to pivot. <laughs> what? Braden thoughts? No. You know what? I'm, I'm, actually, up a stats. You know what? Like, I'm how... actually thinking, I'm actually thinking Taysom is not going to be the lowest scoring. Why don't we just go with that? There's going to no. be a quarterback that scores less than him. And I, that's a great point. And that's why I will, I will pivot to an actual quarterback. My pick, Sam Darnold. Uh, at home against Dallas. <laughs> he's going to get he the sneak in the kneel down? Three out of four games, three out of four games, he's had the kneel down. So he's had negative 1.1 <laughs> 1 or negative 0.2 points. Oh, that's uh, Sam Darnold, he's going to have the victory kneel and uh, and win this challenge for me. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. That's all right. Slick. Very important picks there. And uh, before we get into the end, before we get into our favorite segment, we got one more rapid fire round. It's our Dank Flex plays uh, where we talk about guys uh, that are in the same matchup that you you would start over their opponent, like in your flex spot. So uh, are you boys ready to, to go rapid fire with these five matchups? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. All right. We've got the Texans at Falcons. 
Damian Pierce or Drake London? Damian Pierce. Ugh, this one's tough. Uh, I will... I'm going to go Drake London. I'll go Damian Pierce. Um, next matchup. Saints and... Uh, the Saints at the Patriots. Mike Thomas or Ramondre Stevenson? Yuck. And yuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ramondre. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I gotta go Ramondre. <laughs> I will be going Mike Thomas of the Saints. <laughs> um, next game, 30. Bengals, Bengals at Cardinals. Joe Mixon or Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mixon on this one. I'll go Marquise Brown. Um, next matchup: Jets at Broncos. Dalvin Cook or Javante <laughs> Williams. If Javante's playing, it's Javante. For sure. Dalvin is cooked, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to pick Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think the injury risk is real for Javante. He sucks this year, and it's a smash matchup. Jets against the Denver <laughs> defense. You can run all over them. Um, last matchup. Oh, my gosh. One more. Packers at Raiders. Romeo Dobbs or Jacoby Myers. I'm going to Hobbs. I'm going Myers. I will be going Myers. All close picks. That's it. Excellent work, boys. Um, Woo! That's it's a fun segment to uh, to kind of start to wrap things up here. But before we do, we've got our best segment every week. It's time for the munchies. Uh, we've got a crazy snack to try every week here. Um, there's. There hasn't been many disappointments so far in a while. I uh, hope we don't have one tonight. But the unique snack we are trying are the Doritos Flamin' Hot Limon Chips. I feel like these have been around a while. I've just never tried them. Same thing for you guys? I think I have tried them, but it's definitely been a while. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I haven't tried them. But I've seen okay. them for sure. Um, let's let's throw our, mutes, or our mics on mute. And uh, and open these chips, try them out, and then when we're ready to talk, uh, we'll cut forward to that. And uh, um, let's try these chips out. All right. Well, I think it's a good sign that we've just had silence. We've just kept chomping <laughs> on mute. <laughs> I don't even want to unmute this. I just want to keep chewing. Yeah. Um, wow. An immediate reaction. Um, I mean, that's one of the best Doritos. Um, that's, yeah, that's phenomenal. That's- I would say immediately that's a that's got to be at least a top five Dorito, for sure. Because it, I mean, it's like it. I mean, it's whoops normal just flaming hot because it's flaming hot and lime. Like it's just perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is great. Great flavor combination. This is bomb. Is there a chance this is be, is your favorite Dorito flavor? Number one. I think that's what I just said when I when I read it off. Okay. Oh. I think it is the best Dorito flavor. Brayden. Oh, that's so hard. I love spicy sweet chili. I like that new smoky barbecue. It's definitely in the, my top three, though. There's the Cool Ranch Flamin' Hot, which is a straight fire. Yep. And then oh, there's this right. Limon Flamin' Hot. I think oh. I would still favor the Cool Ranch Flamin' Hot, um, but this Limon Flamin' Hot is like 1A to the 1B. It's like the Randy Moss to the Chris Carter. I don't have the guts to call it my number one, but I know it's close. And maybe yeah. afterwards I'm going to have uh, post-pod clarity. And just be like, True, yes. but I, I think we're, we're all in agreement top two or top three 
uh, Dorito type flavor here. This is awesome, boys. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we were able to try a bomb snack. Um, we haven't had many misses. Do you guys want to give it a score on a scale of one to ten here, quick? It's it's definitely over a nine. Um, I'm gonna give it a specific score though, I guess. Um, like thinking back to what I rated the sour cream and the LeBron James chips, I gave them a ten easily. I yeah, think this I'm, is be- I think this is better than that. You think it's better than LeBron James Ruffles? Are you crazy, Garrett? I see it. I see it actually. I uh, so this has to be a ten. A ten out of ten for Garrett. Wow, Brayden, how about you? It's a high nine. It's for sure a high nine. At least a high nine. This shit is bomb. I'm going like. Just because I know you guys like flaming hot, just a little bit more than I do. I'm going like nine seven, but that's nine seven. Just putting hands. I think that I'm gonna give this a a nine eight. Um, <laughs> it's, it's high nines. I cannot fault you, Garrett, for the ten. Um, this was sour cream. Obviously, this this feels like the type of chip that you could munch on all night. You know, if you're just stuck there and. You're gonna and eat a whole bag of chips. That you're, the, you're not mad at this. It's, it's the extra heat that the lime seems to give you. Yeah, when you get that lime flavor in there, it like just activates another part of your tongue or your brain. That's like it's, mm, it's insane. An extra it's a great sour combination. Heat. You, you have you have to like hot chips. If you are not a hot chip fan, you won't. You will not like these. Yeah, I mean they're not like insane hot, but they're definitely hot. They're definitely hot. I just had the flame and hot go down the wrong tube and was just hacking up a storm on mute. <laughs> oh no. But worth it. Um you guys want to talk bikes at all? Yeah. We gotta talk after yeah. a win. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we knew they were gonna win all season, baby. Fourteen and three Super Bowl. Here we come, Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> oh, I mean I mean I've Good I've been them. preaching they the tank win. the last two weeks. It was so fun I. to see them win. It would have been huge for our draft stock if they lost. Um, but, you know, the team wants to compete this season, and, you know, they got an ugly win. And when you get ugly wins, it makes you more confident that you can get a real win because you know you could have played better. And so big test against the Chiefs here this week. Um, high expectations? I mean, not high expectations. I, I think that they can compete. It wouldn't shock me if they won, but I, I'm not going to predict the win. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see the potential. I definitely see the upset potential here. You know, if we if something just clicks just right finally on offense and we can sustain some drives, and obviously the Chiefs have seemed a little more mortal than they normally are. And we're at home. It's a tough place to play. Yeah, I mean, just one small victory has made us more confident in the team where we're like, oh, we could be competitive with the Chiefs. We <laughs> saw us win 11 one-score games last year, and that's how we would beat the Chiefs. And our luck is basically the exact opposite so far this year. It just can't All the continue. turnovers not going our way, and we lose these one-score games. So I don't think we're going to beat the Chiefs. Yes, there's a chance we, we, we could and we'll be in it, but... Luck's not on our side. It's 
we're going to be moving to one and four. And then at that point, are you really going to be contending for a Super Bowl this year? I don't know. I'm still a little bit doom and gloom. And That's, uh, That's very fair, based on how they've been performing. But let me ask you, how do you react if we somehow pull off this win? What are you thinking? Are you... Are you flipping on the whole, you know, on the, you know, it's a lost season tank thing, or is it like maybe we just had a rough patch and we're riding the ship? I mean, once you move to two and three with a monster win like that, you ride the ship, baby, you and you're going the to the playoffs. You got to. You have to. Oh, I hope that confidence. That'd be so hype. So, <laughs> so it would be insanely hype if it happens, but there's like a 90% chance it will. Yeah. And then at, at that point, the season's like way below the waterline. Man, the people <laughs> the people paying like three fifty, four hundred to get into door to this game are crazy. Dude, Taylor Swift is probably going to be there, right? <laughs> probably not. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the NFL has like four times the amount of viewers because Taylor Swift is at these prime times. Yeah, she, she has to go to these games. Do you know how it's, much she's it, getting it is, paid to the, go to the these? The game on CBS. Tony Romo <laughs> is going to be covering the potential Taylor Swift game. Like this is what the fans want is wherever Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays, that they want that to be the primetime game that week. Crazy, so wild. She creates her own GDP, like for a like a country. Like she brings in tourism for places. Like she's the ultimate money maker in the world right now. It's insane. I'm 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 deep in the Reddit conspiracy that uh, the NFL set this whole thing up. It was all a plan. <laughs> Garrett, you read the script? I read the script. <laughs> Who would have thought that the strategy would be to use Taylor Swift to hit the next level the NFL? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this is like a South Park season here yeah. where the writers are just Taylor Swift. We're rolling with it every week. And it's going to be the next Madden game is going to be Swift 2026. <laughs> There's a Swift no, Taylor Swift football team that's like named after her. Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna show Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on the cover of Madden next year. Oh Love my it. god! Their wedding. <laughs> oh, what have we come to? <laughs> the wild. I mean, well, we've got a, a fun week five ahead of us here, not just for the the Vikings, but for fantasy football too. Um, Good to good to have you back this week, Garrett. Thanks, man. Missed um, you, buddy. Missed you guys too. You guys uh, did great last week, but happy to be here. And how about that Justin Fields DJ Moore start so far? What a first half! A beautiful job, Garrett. We always believed in you to make the smart pick. <laughs> that's a tough stack right there. That's tough to beat this week. That's for sure. <laughs> um. Well, Braden and I were playing each other in fantasy. Next week, one of us is going to be really happy. The other one, a little bit sad. Um, and Garrett, you're you're on the up and up. Looking forward to a uh, a fun fantasy season here with uh, us all kind of keeping that momentum and, and moving forward no matter what. We trudge onward. Call the deers. Send him again. Call the deers. <laughs> um, until next time. Uh, later, dudes. Later, dude. Later, dudes.